Welcome to the Dream Big, My Friend podcast, where you will find all the inspiration you need to begin living a more intentional life today. Because no matter where you are right now in life, it's never too late to dream big, my friend. And now here's your host, Francis Vitakovic. Welcome, my friend, to this episode, which is all about not being perfect. So this one is for all the perfectly imperfect people. I feel like I'm the queen of them. I have to admit that one of the things that I've struggled the most with when it comes to my own personal growth and especially being a life coach and having a personal development podcast is this expectation that the teacher must always have it all together and be totally perfect before they can guide others on their own personal growth journey. Now, the reason that this has been a struggle for me is that I recognize that, guess what? I'm actually not perfect. I know that I make plenty of mistakes, lots of them. And in some ways, even though I see myself those challenges and the mistakes that I make as a gift and, you know, they provide me with lots of incredible learning tools, there's this underlying stereotype that you need to be perfect in order to teach these tools to others. And as I've already said, I am far from perfect. I have a human brain. I am prone to feeling the full range of human emotions every single day. And even though I've gotten really good at managing my emotions, that doesn't mean to say that I still sometimes don't get frustrated and annoyed and overwhelmed and sad or angry. I am a human. That is why I feel those things because I have a human brain. And this is the way that humans have been wired for however many years we've been on this earth. Now, this isn't to say that I dwell in any of those emotions, that I sit there holding on to negative emotions or that I refuse to let them go because I've actually really gotten good at managing my emotions. And my ultimate goal in life is simply to live life with more intention, peace, compassion, love, and calm. But if I was to pretend to you right now that I've never experienced negative emotions, I would be lying to you. And I think that that's why there's so much disenchantment with the self-help world. When you have these motivational speakers who try to pump you up each time you listen to them talk, they say things like, stop making excuses, guys. Get off your bottoms. It's up to you to make things happen. You can do it, etc., etc., etc." They paint this picture that change is easy and that when you don't change easily, that in some way you have failed. So this is a little bit different from the way that I think. I personally think that making changes in your life, especially changing ingrained habits, is really difficult. It takes time. You are going to make mistakes all the time and there's nothing wrong with doing so at all. Honestly, that's just part of being a human. The truth is there is no instant quick fix or a course that you can take that will help you to embrace all of these personal development tools forever. I really wish that there was, but just from experience, I've learned that no, this is an ongoing process. If you've ever read a self-help book that you've loved and it's made you feel really inspired, you've probably noticed that for a few days you are on this self-help afterglow, like you have a high and then eventually it disappears and then you feel compelled to go back to your old ways and your old habits. Totally normal. I think I discovered that when I was 18. I think I started buying self-help books when I was an 18-year-old. The Alchemist was one of my first books that I bought and I was like in heaven for the first week. 
that I read that and all about your journey and everything happens for a reason. And then I sort of lost that glow. And then I found another book that sort of helped me get that buzz again. And that's why I say personal growth is a constant practice. We've got to be committed to it. I think that we all know that it would be crazy to think that you would get super fit or toned after one exercise class. Okay. I would love that. I wish there was a magic pill that you just did one hour of exercise, you took this pill, and then you know what? Perfect body for the rest of your life. It doesn't work that way. Even if you worked out consistently every single day for a year and you ended up with this sculpted body or whatever it is that you dream about having, I think that we all know that if we never exercised again for the rest of our life and we just ate junk food consistently, that our body would eventually change and reflect what we consumed on a daily basis. Our minds are exactly the same. They reflect the material that we process and that we consume. And that's why for me, I think it's important to do things like listen to podcasts. I do it all the time. Reading books. Okay. I'm obsessed with reading books because I know that they help my mind to grow and they're just a little bit like a plant needing the sun and water to flourish. My mind needs books to flourish and needs to hear inspiring people speak. Just needs to have that constant positive reinforcement and guidance, but it's like a gym membership. There's nothing wrong with the fact that you are doing it on a consistent basis and that you might sometimes need some help along the way. I've definitely noticed a difference when I am consuming positive content versus when I just sit down and watch TV and scroll through social media. What you put in your mind and into your body is reflected. It comes back to you. So before we go on to have a deeper conversation about the fact that it's totally okay not to be perfect... I just wanted to acknowledge the fact that a lot of people have a pet peeve about these self-help gurus who are so positive. And this is where I put my hand up to admit that I get it. I understand why some people have issues with speakers who act like they being positive is the secret to all things in life. I admit that, yeah, sure, looking on the bright side of things is important. Obviously, to be an optimist is preferable over being a pessimist. But I recognize that some people aren't there yet. I recognize that for some people, and these are often the ones who just are the first to put their hand up to say, I'm not perfect. And they're the first to acknowledge what they think are their limitations. For some of these people, they really feel like they're not making excuses when they say they can't do something. These excuses actually feel like the truth to them. And some people genuinely just don't feel like they can do things or that they can make things happen. Because guess what? If they believe that they could, they would be doing it already. Now, I don't know if it's because I was a writer long before I was ever a life coach or long before I ever started a podcast, but I've always taken the time to imagine what it would be like to be in someone else's shoes. I wonder, "Mm, okay, why would they be thinking the things that they are thinking right now? Why would they be feeling the way they do? What experiences have molded them to become the person they are today? And when you take the time to step into someone else's shoes, you can sometimes see that it sincerely, honestly, isn't as easy for them as it may be for others. Some people genuinely have more baggage to carry in this world, and it isn't as easy as we think it is to shed off years of experiences that might have led these people to believe that they don't feel like they're worthy, that they're not capable, that they're achieving their dreams isn't a reality or a possibility for them. It would be a little bit foolish to think that everyone's had the same opportunities in this world, because the reality is it's not the truth. Of course, it doesn't mean that your past determines your future. Of course, it doesn't mean that you don't have the ability to make positive 
changes in your life, even if you've had a really tough or what you deem to be a really tough upbringing. But I'm just acknowledging the fact that sometimes these people feel like it isn't easy for them or that it's somehow just easier for other people who live these perfect lives and didn't grow up with dysfunctional families or with experiences that eroded our self-esteem or self-worth or self-confidence. So today I am speaking to those people who might feel as if they are somehow broken while everyone else in this world is more whole. And I actually say this as a peer, as a friend, as someone who gets it because I didn't grow up with the Brady Bunch family. I really didn't. And I always thought, oh, I wonder what it would be like if I had perfect parents and these perfect experiences because I went through my own hardships. And I totally get this feeling when people say it's easier for other people. They genuinely believe if they had different parents, if they had a different childhood, that their life would be different. And of course, your life would have been totally different if you grew up in a different family. Life would be different if I was born a boy. Life would be different if I was born in a different country, if I had a different body type, different brain, different, the list goes on and on. But sitting there and wanting and wishing for things to be different when you absolutely can't change the past and you can't change what is is a little bit like staring at your pet dog and wishing it would just transform into a cat. I mean, the chances of that happening are impossible. It is too late. What happened happened and your past now simply exists as words in your head. You get to decide whether you want to look at your past as something that has given you strength and courage and fortitude and taught you valuable lessons in life versus something which keeps you stuck in a victim mentality uh, that you are going to use as an excuse not to take action or not to move forward in life. You get to choose, okay? And that was a choice that I made early on. I grew up with really strict parents, uh, which wasn't ideal. No one likes to be a teenager and not really allowed to do that much stuff, but it is what it is. What is the point of me sitting here and wishing things were different when it can never be changed? I instead have chosen to look at those experiences and just say they've just made me who I am today. In some way, I needed to go through those experiences to become the person I need with the tools that I need to move forward in life. And you can choose to have that opinion too if you want. It's just a thought that I've chosen. You can actually choose any thought you want to, but why not choose thoughts about your past that serve you? Like you can choose to think those, my past has made me stronger. My past has given me strength. My past has made me a better person. My past has taught me compassion. My past has taught me care and love and the importance of a million different qualities. You get to decide. It's a choice you get to make. So if you are listening to me today and you feel like you would fall into that broken person category, even though we are not broken, but you get what I mean. It's just that description where you didn't have the ideal childhood, which lots of us didn't. I know that on some level, you really, really want to believe me when I say these words. You're capable of change. Okay, Even though change is hard, you're still capable of doing the hard stuff. You understand these concepts in theory, probably, but you might not be able to yet make it work in practice. What is a person supposed to do then if they genuinely want to change and yet they can't quite form the bridge between where they are right now and where they want to be? Well, I can share with you the advice that has worked for me or something that I've just come up with on my own. 
And the easiest place to start is just to first acknowledge that this is your journey, that this is your unique life that you are living, and that there's nothing to be gained from the expectation that your past needed to be different in order to create a more beautiful life moving forward. I genuinely say that with sincerity. Your past is just words in your head. It made you who you are. It made you the fantastic person you are today. But don't hold on to anything that brings you grief and anger. It could be that you need to forgive some people, but you'd be doing that because forgiveness is a gift that you give to yourself. It could be that you just need to release the expectation that things should have been different when it's too late. It is what it is. Your past just now exists as words in your head, but the cool thing is the future exists as words in your head and you get to create that new picture. You get to decide what your future is moving forward. You genuinely do. So if you have this story in your mind that your past was less than ideal or perfect, I think it's important for me to mention now, and it's coming back to the topic of today's conversation, that there is no such thing as perfect, which also means that there's no such thing as a perfect past. We have all had challenges, whether we admit them or not. So you can stop thinking right now that you need to have experienced something different to be successful in life. That is not true. There are so many great examples of people who went through such hardships, such as Oprah, one of my favorite inspirational role models. And yet look at what she's achieved in this world. So your past does not need to determine your future. So you can stop thinking that you need to think or behave in a particular way or that you need to be a nicer person or that you need to have kinder parents or a blemish-free past to make changes in your future. Honestly, if everyone in this world took a truth serum and opened up about their lives, you would discover that this perception of perfection is just an illusion. Like if you were to ask people, do you have a perfect life? Did you have a perfect childhood? There wouldn't be one person in this world putting up their hand. Okay, we all had our own challenges, even though your challenges might look different from my challenges, my challenges will look different from someone else's. Because the truth is, there's no such thing as the perfect person. There's no such thing as the perfect child. There's no such thing as the perfect parent or perfect job or perfect house or perfect anything in this world. It's always 50% positive, 50% negative. And the reason why this is such great news is that it frees you from these expectations that you yourself need to be any different or perfect in order to be worthy. Because the truth is you already are worthy. So let's just drop this expectation that you need to change or try to be more perfect. Okay. There's nothing wrong with making positive changes to your habits and to the way that you live your life, if it's an improvement, but you yourself, like who you are deep inside your core, inside your heart and soul, don't need to change. You are perfectly imperfect. I know that's true because we all are perfectly imperfect in this world. Let's also assume that you're beautiful, that you are unique, and that you have something special to offer this world, no matter what you've experienced so far or whatever you've done. Okay. Even if you've done a million things wrong, that's okay too. Okay, we all make mistakes. We all have failures. None of us are perfect. I cannot drum this into you enough. Do not expect your children to be perfect. Do not expect others to be perfect. Assume that we all will make mistakes at times. So what does this mean? It means that moving forward, you can stop comparing yourself to others because trust me, they too have a human brain that has 60,000 thoughts running through their head every day. And some of those emotions are going to be negative. It means that even if your past wasn't filled with rainbows and sunshine, I know mine wasn't, even still, those darker clouds that we experienced have given us so much more gratitude and compassion and a strength that is truly, truly priceless. So moving forward, what are we going to do, my imperfect friends? Let me share it with you. 
We are going to be kinder to ourselves. We are going to be more accepting of ourselves. We are going to show ourselves grace and show grace to others when we make mistakes. We are going to give ourselves a pat on the back when we need it. We're going to give ourselves a boost when we fall down. And we also need to stop beating ourselves up. Remember, you do not want to be your own brain's worst enemy. Be your own best friend. Remember to take 100% responsibility for your emotions. Part of accepting that we aren't perfect and part of accepting that our past might not have been perfect either is that we don't want to point fingers. We don't want to play the victim. You are ultimately in charge of how you feel and that comes from the thoughts that you choose to have. And let's just have a conversation about how this applies to possibly an imperfect life. Even though we all have imperfect lives, we get to decide if it's a good thing or a bad thing. So let's just say me. I have quirky parents. I have sometimes quirky friends. I sometimes face challenges that other people will never have to face in their life. So rather than choosing to think these things are holding me back, these things are driving me crazy, I will never be able to be successful if I don't change my surroundings. I realize that my surroundings don't need to change in order for me to change. I realize that they are just outside of me. They are my neutral circumstances and I can choose to think whatever I want to think about them. I can choose to look at those circumstances and just decide that is exactly who I need in my life to help me grow, to help me become who I need to become. Everything happens for a reason. These these things are a gift. Remember, the circumstances are neutral and someone else could look at those same circumstances and think they are more positive or more negative or whatever they want. But we've got to get out of other people's business. We're not concerned about what other people think. We're only concerned about what we think. In the end, it's your thoughts about yourself that are going to determine your future as opposed to other people's thoughts about us. Okay, I really don't care what anyone else thinks about me. And I say that to my parents and my siblings and my friends. Their opinion does not matter. It all comes down to what you think about yourself. It's about having faith in yourself. It's about staying strong. And remember when I spoke about the fact that we're not perfect, that applies to every single person in this world. And if you still aren't there yet in terms of having that strong conviction and belief in yourself, because I acknowledge the fact that there are lots of people that aren't there yet, I just want to offer you a bridging thought. So it's just a little thought that's a little bridge that's going to get you to the other side. And great bridging thoughts are things like, it is possible that one day I will feel capable. It is possible that one day I will know my real strength. It is possible that I will achieve my goals. So if it doesn't feel really authentic to you yet to say words like anything is possible, I can do anything that I put my mind to it, just stick to the bridging thought for now. Well, it is possible that I can do anything I put my mind to. It is possible that anything is possible. So just that little bridge and one day, I promise, if you practice this consistently, if you stay conscious of your thoughts, okay, you will get there eventually because it's just like I spoke about in the beginning. Personal growth is an ongoing, daily, consistent activity that you need to commit to if you want to see changes in your life. I know that I need to do it often and if I take a break from it, I definitely feel the impact, which is why I'm just really committed to my personal growth. I love journaling. I love reading. I love listening to podcasts. I am so glad that you are here with me. You guys know that. I love and appreciate you all. I do hope that this content today has been helpful and I cannot wait to catch you in the next episode. Until then, dream big, my friend. Thank you. 
you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. And if you really loved it, you can show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. For more inspiration, head over to dreambigmyfriend.com where you will find even more content for all the dreamers out there. Until next time, dream big, my friends.